So a guy walks into a bar and says, I need the grace to want things to turn out well in any given situation and also adapt to however things happen to go and learn the lessons I need. The bartender looks at him and says, well, what does he say? One encounter, one opportunity. This is the Serve Conscious Podcast, the voice of the mindful service movement. I'm your host, meditation and mindfulness teacher, as well as hospitality nerd, Stefan Ravalli. Welcome to the show. So before we begin, I'm very excited to announce a new partnership between Serve Conscious and the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness. IOM is an amazing not-for-profit that is dedicated to bringing mindfulness into as many avenues of the industry landscape as possible. So they work with people and businesses to research, develop, and implement mindfulness programs that are most effective at up-leveling you know, the health, happiness, and capability of the workplace. And they also work with people like me to give their missions maximum impact and value to organizations that will need it the most. And what's in it for them? Well, a better world, of course, you know, greater awareness and compassion at the organizational level has quite a knock-on effect into society as a whole. And I'm really inspired to know that organizations like IOM are out there as catalysts for mindful living, revealing how easy and practical it is for anyone to incorporate. Really, guys, mindfulness is for everybody. Links to the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness are in the show notes. Hey, and while you're there, why don't you check out the links to the Facebook group, Inspired Hospitality and Service, as well as the ones for iTunes, where you can leave me a review and more people can find the show. All right. Good day to you. And welcome to... Nine, the second last hard truth of service in this series designed to help you cultivate self-sufficiency, empowerment, acceptance of life's rigors, learning to roll with the punches in service environments that do not and will not likely wrap themselves up in a bow and serve themselves to you. You need to rise to them even when they are Extremely uninviting. Today's truth, nothing will go your way. (laughs) Again, it sounds like one of those movies where it's just one tragic defeating event after another happening to the main character. But this is not what we mean at all by this idea. It's not like a series of unfortunate events. But it's good to think about that show and that movie and book series because what happens is all the characters in it, the main characters, those kids need to learn how to become really nimble. They need to be survivors. They need to make life work for them when it is never providing them with firm ground to stand on. Everything is impermanent. Every time they have a firm hold on perhaps... A happy, secure life. The ground gets pulled out from under them. There's new challenges and demands, and they need to adapt. In little ways, every day we're faced with this. 
because we may have some idea in our mind how we want things to look or how we want things to go. And they're not necessarily going to go that way. And we need to accept the results. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to the episode on karma yoga because it gets really in-depth into this practice as an ancient yogic practice of self-cultivation where you are learning how to act and relate to the results of your actions in a way that is most seamless and harmonious and ideal for your growth and development and self-understanding. You're not holding on to resentment because things didn't go your way. You learn how to constantly be in a state of acceptance and action, of being able to say yes internally to whatever is happening, while at the same time still really caring about the results and wanting them to unfold in a way that's good for everyone. It's quite an art, and karma yoga is one of the most transformative and game-changing practices that you can apply to service. And I really encourage you to explore it more deeply, either through the Serve Conscious website or by reading up on the works of Swami Vivekananda or Krishnamurti or the great voices of karma yoga. But today we're going to talk about a simple word that will absolutely change service for you. And that word is yes. Now, as service professionals, we might be taught how to very strategically not say no as much as possible, to always be affirming. It's a communication technique that is kind of a Jedi mind trick. It's slightly manipulative sometimes, where you are always being affirming. You're always, in a way, saying yes, even when you're saying no. And you're never actually literally saying no, which is a way of denying somebody something they may want while still affirming something that they may be able to accept instead. So, for example, if someone says to you, can this be done without dairy? You don't say no. And then that's it. Stone cold. (laughs) Just deal with it. No, you don't do that. It creates a psychology of rejection and kind of just stonewalls the whole service interaction right there, puts the brakes on it. What you do is you say, we don't have a dairy substitute for this item, but this item has no dairy. You're affirming, takes the sting out, the sting of denial. You're giving them options rather than just removing their hope of having what they want. You're opening up new doors, potentially. It doesn't always work, because when people want what they want, there's no way out of that. But it has a much higher success rate. Ultimately, how amenable they are to things resolving well without them throwing a tantrum depends on them, how adaptable they feel like being when they don't get what they want, no matter how nicely you worded the situation and how gently you guided them into a possible positive outcome. It all depends on them. You can't really control them. So we're not really going to talk about how to do that any further today. What you can control is yourself and your own adaptability. 
That's what today's episode's about, adapting to how things go, regardless of whether or not it's an outcome you wanted. It's very easy to be adaptable when things are going your way. In fact, it doesn't require any adaptation at all. It just, it's just flowing, right? So we're going to talk about how you can always be saying yes internally. It's not an external practice of agreeing with everything. It's an internal state of going, this is what's happening right now. Things can only be happening this way and no other way. So how do we meet the situation in a way that is uplifting for all? Again, this is on the inside that you are making these resolutions. And what you're doing here is you are practicing as the kind of guest that you want to be serving. You want to be serving someone that says, yes, that's fine. It's not what I wanted, but it is what my options are, and I will absolutely roll with it. Perhaps things will turn out even better this way as I leap into the unknown of some other option that I wasn't expecting. And being this on the inside is game-changing. It's challenging, but it will transform your relationship to your work, to others, and to yourself. Life gets better when you are a great customer of life. (laughs) When you can be told by life, we're out of this, or this option isn't available, or this can't be done. And you say, all right, well, what can be done? And how can I be just as fine with this and just as enthusiastic about meeting this situation as I would if things were going my way? This is a true measure of who you are, of your character, of your fiber, of how far you've come in your self-development, who you are when you don't get your way. And this doesn't mean that like in situations where life throws you a curveball and you don't meet it like a giggling, serene, knowing Yoda-like person, you're somehow failing. It just means that if you have a reaction to things going in an unexpected direction, it is time then to draw inquiry into yourself and say, why? Why is it I'm reacting like this? At least say that then you are totally on another level of mindful and empowered than someone who is just simply rejecting, complaining, being frustrated, and looking for people to blame for their discomfort as to why things didn't turn out the way they wanted. And once again, this does not take you out of the game of action, of working towards goals and results you want of looking to make a situation better. You are not becoming like passive and indifferent and uninvolved. You are an agent of action. In fact, even more so than ever when practicing acceptance of the present moment. The difference is you are now able to relate to the results of your action in ways that are wise and skillful. So this is good. These protocols and scripts of service where you are learning how to avoid no, how to avoid overt denial and rejection of the needs of the people that you're serving, you're creating a yes programming, a yes propensity 
within you that you can carry into situations where you're faced with the unexpected. And you're now ready to say, well, this isn't happening, but these are my options. Let's work with these. And I think that's the value of being positive and optimistic, even though, at least in our culture, we view positivity and optimism as somewhat menacing, <laughs> as definitely something to be suspicious of, as though, what are you running from? What are you veneering over? You know, what are you failing to acknowledge in life? And yes, anytime it's repressing any reality, especially around what you're actually feeling and not expressing, that is extremely unhealthy and isn't going to get you anywhere and is going to strangle your growth. But when it is positivity and optimism in the face of any situation, that is the only honest response you can have to what life is throwing at you. For me, positivity is really simple. You don't have to be some sort of like dancing cheerleader in order to evoke positivity. Positivity is an internal experience. It's just the internal yes. It's saying, this is what's happening. I say yes to it and I am ready for it. And that is it. You don't even have to be nice to people to be positive. In fact, you just have to meet the situation as it is without resenting it or wishing it was different. So for me, positivity has a warrior-like quality to it, a resilience and a readiness. And if you are operating from that place of internal positivity and it doesn't manifest as like niceness or like whatever we imagine nice to look like, but that place of readiness and intent to offer the highest value to the situation because you're not rejecting it, because you see the importance of it being exactly as it is, that will result in kindness of intent for the highest possible experience in the moment and care for others. Whatever nice is, that's just like a behavioral sort of, you know, veneer on top. But kindness, people will experience regardless of how sparkly you present yourself. You know, there's different personality types. Not everyone is like super effusive and, you know, Smurf-like. What's your intent? Is it coming from a place of acceptance or rejection? That's really the question to ask. Not, you know, what frosting am I putting on top? And optimism, that's just a knowing that everything is happening as it should. So you're saying yes to the situation, and you're also saying the situation is right. My little human brain doesn't have a better idea about how things should be going than all of life, the whole collective of existence. Everything that has happened cause and effect wise, the endless trillions upon trillions of chains of chemical reactions and bloomings of ecosystems and life and intelligence and all the people that lived and died. The chains of generations and collective wisdom that have led to my existence, my existence in this moment. It's a huge interrelated reality of energy, intelligence, the dramas of trillions of life forms and systems you know, trying to negotiate with each other. And 
here we are, at the center of it, with our little story of how we want things to go. And we're expecting this enormous system to shape itself to these expectations. That is comical. Now, I get it. All you, like, you know, super innovation, leadership-focused people that feel your idea of how things should go, if the world just gave it a shot rather than just going through its default settings, its unconscious rhythms, then positive change can occur. Have that. Have that intention. Absolutely. Be the innovator. Be the leader. What I'm talking about is a readiness for this unimaginably vast system of life to potentially know something you don't and to potentially have something to show you if you pay attention without rejecting your reality. Because within you are default settings and patterns that will cause you to dismiss someone, something, some event before it can show you its deeper layers, before it can teach you the lessons it needs to teach you. If life consistently delivered everything that you expected it to, everything that you wanted, then what could you possibly have to learn from it? If all it's doing is continuing the patterning you've already begun for yourself, then where can you possibly go? There's this great moment in an Alan Watts talk, and I'll see if I can grab a link to it and put it in the show notes. I think there's a really like nicely produced uh, YouTube video of it with like you know inspiring music and whatnot. He creates this scenario where it's like, let's say you can go to sleep at night and dream a reality where you get everything you want. It's very fantastical, right? You can just have all of your desires met and indulged. You would wake up the next day and say, oh, that was, that was pretty fun. And you might feel that way for a while. It might be fun for a while. But then you would go to sleep one night and say, let's raise the stakes a bit and make things a little more interesting. Let's create some uncertainty. Let's have the dream throw things at me that I'm not expecting and I have to adapt to them. And Watts predicted that in this scenario, every night you'd go to sleep and in order to make the dream more thrilling, more satisfying, more fascinating, you would add more and more uncertainty and less indulgence of exactly what you want and more uncertainty. But that special kind of uncertainty where your reality is throwing things at you They're not what you expect. You need to adjust to them. And then they turned out to be exactly what you needed to make that right amount of growth, that right leap forward. And as you continue to add uncertainty to this dream, it would begin to look like the exact life you have now. And when the dream is absolutely perfect and optimized to be the most fascinating and thrilling for you, It simply looks like exactly the life you have right now. And I thought that was such a great talk because that is such a great lesson in acceptance and gratitude for the life you have and the challenges it's throwing at you. You wouldn't want it any other way. A deep part of you wouldn't want it any other way. You could get everything you want right now and have everything go the way you want and 
the happiness and interest and inspiration you'd get from that wouldn't last. You would crave the lessons that a much bigger system has waiting for you that you don't know you need yet. And you'll enjoy that more. You will enjoy this process more the more you are willing to say the internal yes to what's happening because you know it's exactly what should be happening for your growth. And you will be embracing of this process and embracing of the challenges it brings even when they're uncomfortable. Just as you're embracing of a video game that's challenging. A video game where you just click a button and whatever you want happens, whatever result you want occurs, wouldn't be fun. The video game has to know something you don't. And it has to push against you and force you to adapt in order for it to be interesting. And yeah, people like the really depraved pleasures of a game like Grand Theft Auto where you can just wander around a city messing with people and shooting with people and the consequences are not nearly as great as if you did that in real life. But at the same time, there is an element of challenge where you have to learn how to thrive in this environment on its terms, not just your terms. Because if you could just wander around doing whatever you want and there was no lessons to be learned, no growth to be had, no skills to improve, it would be boring. You would get extremely bored of that game. So life is the same way. Life is this game and so much more. And if things aren't easy and if things aren't going your way, then this is a time to reflect and say, why do I need it to look this way to be happy? And what does the moment have to show me about deeper, richer, broader experiences that can be had that lead to a richer form of happiness and not just the one I had pre-decided. You know, I can only be happy if things go this one way. Well, if you say yes to a situation and say, I can be happy, if it goes these unexpected ways, then you are broadening yourself. You are making yourself more skillful and nimble and powerful as a result. You're saying yes, you're accommodating what's in front of you, and this is not giving in. This is not, you know, ducking the innovator leader role. This is the innovator leader role, working with what you got. All right, to summarize, make a habit out of saying yes internally, whatever that looks like for you. For me, I say thank you to whatever's happening, <laughs> not sarcastically. Uh, that certainly could be a first impulse. No, I say thank you. To whatever this is, whatever this is giving me, that I'm not seeing yet, that I'm going to be grateful for later. This is a gratitude practice for me. And it's a gratitude that I want to have in the moment, not reflective later on. And the more you do this, the better you'll get at it. It'll feel funny at first, since our first impulse is to reject. But as you develop this into a habit, you're going to transform your experience of life. Love talking to you guys, as always. My name's Stefan Ravalli. This is the Serve Conscious Podcast, the voice of the Serve Conscious Project, the mindful service mission that hopes to bring powerful self-development knowledge to 
people that want to raise their service game. Check out the website www.surfconscious.com for more free content. It's all free. And another thing you can do that's free is go to the iTunes store and give me a review and a rating. That would be really helpful to people finding the show. And join the Facebook group to join the discussion. And check out the mailing list. Get your name on there so I can send you a very useful free book, Five Steps to Giving Empowered Service, and lots of other content and tools right in your inbox. All right. Thanks very much, guys. Have a great day. See ya.